Hi, everyone. Welcome to this inaugural edition of Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Hamill, with our first episode of many to come for listeners. The Poconos is a year-round destination for millions, and with 2,400 square miles of mountains, forests, lakes, and rivers, with historic downtowns and iconic family resorts, it's the perfect getaway for a weekend or entire week. You can always find out more on PoconoMountains.com or watch Pocono Television Network streaming live 24-7. I mentioned historic downtowns, and that's right where we're going to start this episode. First, Brianna sits down with State Representative Doyle Hefley. He's a hometown boy from Jim Thorpe in Carbon County, which is often referred to as the Switzerland of Pennsylvania because of its quaint, architecturally rich downtown. There's a Pocono Mountains Visitor Center in the heart of the downtown at the train station where you can catch a ride along the Lehigh River and so much more to do while you're in town. Then, after we learn all about Jim Thorpe the town, we'll learn about Jim Thorpe, the legendary athlete for whom the town is named after. I meet Thorpe's grandson, John, and discuss the greatest athlete of the 20th century who's now buried in the town that bears his name. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. We will have a new episode each week highlighting lots of fun things you can experience while you're visiting the Poconos here in Pennsylvania in any season, spring, summer, winter, or fall. Now, Brianna and Representative Hefley from an episode of Pocono Perspectives. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brianna with Pocono Perspectives. We're at the beautiful and historic in Jim Thorpe, talking with State Representative Doyle Hefley about the town of Jim Thorpe. Thanks for joining us today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. So let's jump right into it, the history of Jim Thorpe. This town was founded for coal mining and was the home to the United States' first industrial railroad. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about yeah. that? The town was actually founded in, in 1818 by Josiah White and Erxton Hazard who uh, started the town uh, and the, eventually the coal mining production, coal production of anthracite coal in the region really uh, Jim Thorpe became a transportation hub with the switchback railroad leading that coal uh, down to market, uh, getting it to the market through the Lehigh River uh, and several of the dams and the different infrastructure they built on the river until they eventually built the Lehigh Canal to really get that product moving uh, into the into Easton and Philadelphia. And back to those coal mining days with the beautiful Victorian structures here in Jim Thorpe that we see today. I mean, they're really amazing. A lot of people who come to visit come to see those beautiful structures. So they're historic in themselves. Yeah, with, with the mining operations uh, nearby in the Panther Valley and really bringing the coal into Jim Thorpe in order to get it to the Lehigh River, because that was the key. So they had this switchback railroad brought the coal down uh, and then they would dam up the river in different areas and, and transport that coal to the markets and really fueled the beginning, early beginnings of the Industrial Revolution. And along with that came wealth. And with that wealth, uh, then you had folks that started to invest in the town and build a lot of these beautiful buildings, which are still standing today. And in those coal mining days, we had a lot of prominent people that yeah. lived in Jim Thorpe. Yeah, Josiah White and Erxton Hazard, who started the town. Uh, and then uh, as, as time went through and, and evolved, you had uh, Asa Packer, who moved from Connecticut uh, down uh, to uh, to Jim Thorpe and did some construction work and then actually wound up uh, working on the canal uh, until he made his investments in the railroad and 
and uh, as, as you could say that the rest of that is history. I mean, uh, the influence that Asa Packer has had then uh, in this town to this day yet and in the entirety of, of Pennsylvania, Northeastern PA, uh, and uh, to, to Lehigh University and beyond has just been phenomenal. Going back to the Switchback Railroad in the 1800s, it really became a tourist attraction at one point. It was kind of like a roller coaster for people who came here. The beauty in this area has always been here. Uh, the natural beauty of the Lehigh Gorge. And when they started moving those products down into the markets in Easton and Philadelphia, people started coming back up, first on the boats and then on the trains. Uh, and one of the, the things that was really fascinating, it was dubbed the world's first roller coaster, uh, was after the, the Switchback Railroad was no longer used primarily to haul coal, they would haul people. And it was the first roller coaster ride, really, and anywhere in the world that took you down. Uh, it was a gravity-fed uh, uh, downhill ride. And people would come from all over to, to enjoy that. And at one point, Jim Thorpe was the most visited place in America besides Niagara Falls yeah. because of that tourist yeah. attraction. Ni yeah, they were number two to Niagara Falls. You had the, the Glenanoka uh, um, and just the scenic beauty of the Lehigh Gorge, the Switchback Railroad, and uh, the shopping and, and markets and everything here. It really is a fascinating history. So Jim Thorpe wasn't always named Jim Thorpe. It started out as Moth Chunk. Yeah. Talk about the name change and how that came about. Well, Mock Chunk is an Indian phrase. The, the Lenai, uh, Lenapian Indians, uh, which were native to this area, had named it Mock Chunk. Uh, if so, if you ever get the opportunity when traveling to Jim Thorpe to go up on top of Flagstaff Mountain uh, and you look out, and if you look at the at what they call Bear Mountain, it kind of looks like a bear lying on its side with its legs out and its head turned to its side. And if you look and study it for a while, you'll see what the Indians were referring to when they called that sleeping bear and that was Mock Chunk, and that's hence the name Mock Chunk. Start, that's what the town was originally named uh, after that, that Indian phrase. And then how did we get to Jim Thorpe? <laughs> well, uh, Jim Thorpe, like many towns in the, in, during the Industrial Re Revolution, when coal was king, railroads were king, and transportation, uh, it was, uh, the, the markets were booming, the town was growing, uh, and the economy was just uh, very vibrant. Uh, you had, at one point, uh, Jim Thorpe was one of the wealthiest towns in America. Uh, we had uh, seven to nine millionaires that lived right here. Hence, you have the old Victorian uh, uh, architecture and, and buildings. Uh, and what happened as uh, coal, the, the demand for anthracite coal kind of teetered off and other markets uh, came on, w what we had was the shifting of an economy. And when this economy shifts, as we see in different cycles, uh, there's, there's communities that, are, that maybe are left out. And uh, Jim Thorpe was struggling, or Mock Chunk. They had East Mock Chunk, which is on the east side of the river, and Mock Chunk here on, on, on the uh, north side of the river, or the, the west side of the river. They decided to merge in 1954, uh, and Joe Boyle, who was a local sports writer, was contacted by Jim Thorpe's wife. I uh, think it was Patricia Thorpe, who had uh, advertised to maybe uh, if, to bring his, Jim Thorpe's body to Jim Thorpe. Uh, at that point, there was a lot of talk of be building a, a Hall of Fame football museum and a mausoleum and other things here in Jim Thorpe. Uh, the mausoleum was built, the, uh, the town, uh, in a 10 to 1 vote. Uh, the whole town turned out to vote. The vote was almost 10 to 1 in favor of merging East Mock Chunk and Mock Chunk and renaming the town uh, Jim Thorpe after the uh, athlete of the, of the century. Pretty much the father of modern day football. Uh, in baseball and basketball, the, the gentleman just couldn't, there was no sport they didn't accelerate at, and, uh, and they adopted that name and took on that legacy, and they do a lot today to still honor that. 
And he's buried here. Yes, his, uh, his body is interned in the mausoleum on the east side. Uh, and uh, when you come to visit Jim Thorpe, uh, take the time to drive up past the mausoleum uh, and, uh, and, and just you can appreciate the athlete that he was and the man that he was and what he, what he meant for this country. I mean, really, uh, his feats in the 1912 Olympics are to this day uh, noted as really the founding of the Olympic Games. And we see that one great picture of him wearing mismatched shoes and mismatched socks. And then he went on to win the Olympics. It really shows that he overcame adversity and he's rough and tough. And it kind of says a lot about Jim Thorpe of the town too. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it, and, and you know, Jim Thorpe, where they, where they were in the 50s to where they are now in 2019, in the over 200 year history now of Mock Chunk, now Jim Thorpe, uh, how they've reinvented themselves uh, and they, they kind of shrugged off the coal dust and moved forward. You know, they, you know, they, they picked themselves up by their bootstraps, if you want to say that. Uh, but, uh, and Jim Thorpe, the athlete, really embodies that. Uh, I mean, he, he had a gentleman who, uh, who had a very rough life. His twin brother died when he was very young uh, and uh, he moved to the Carlisle um, School, a boys' school for Indians. And at that point in our, our country's history, it wasn't, we didn't have the, the, all the shared values and equal values that rights that we have today. Uh, and he struggled because of that. Uh, and, uh, and we want to make sure that, uh, that we're doing right by, by the legacy of Jim Thorpe, what a tremendous athlete he was, and making sure that he gets the, the, all the respect and admiration that he, that he duly deserves. Let's move on from the history in those early days of Jim Thorpe. Did Jim Thorpe the town go through a revitalization at any point? Yeah, I, uh, I spoke a little bit earlier about growing up uh, in Packerton, uh, and, uh, which is uh, just uh, right up by Flagstaff Mountain. Uh, when I was young, uh, there were a lot of opportunities here in Jim Thorpe. Uh, in, the, in the 70s, uh, it became one of the first uh, towns to, to get registered with a National Historic uh, Preservation Site. And in the, the early 80s, uh, the Lehigh Coal and Navigation Building, which is kind of a uh, it's the, right next door to the train station. So when you come in, into downtown Jim Thorpe, it's one of the first buildings you see. It's a beautiful old Victorian building. was the offices of the old Lehigh Coal Navigation. That building was refurbished. And that was really kind of the catalyst to really start the wave. And then you had several different investors come in, purchase properties, see the opportunity, and start fixing up those properties and, and, and bringing the, the, the town back to life. Uh, one of the things that was also very important was uh, the Mock Chunk watershed. Uh, and one of the opportunities in Jim Thorpe was it would flood every spring. The town is built on top on top of a, a creek or a creek, however you want to say it. So actually, a lot of the town, the buildings downtown, you you can pick up of the floor, and the creek is flowing underneath the building. So uh, back in in the 1800s, that was great for getting rid of garbage and waste. You just dumped it down, uh, and uh, but now we have cleaned the stream up and it's much cleaner. But uh, they built the Mock Chunk watershed, which stopped the flooding in downtown Jim Thorpe. And then people were making those investments and purchasing these properties and fixing up. So it didn't, there, there was the investment made for the Lehigh Coal Navigation Building, the rehabilitation, uh, the investment made to build the, the dam. And because of that, people saw it as an opportunity. And what's so unique about, about Jim Thorpe now is that it's, it's not Disney, right? It, it, nobody, they don't own the whole town. People, individuals own a building. They put in a bed and breakfast. They put in a shop, a gift shop that, that they want to sell items maybe that they made. There's a lot of artists that have come to Jim Thorpe. So it, it, it really, you, you can experience a little bit of everything. 
there's a pickle shop on Ray Street. I think they have the best pickles, the country cottage. It's, so it's that uniqueness that keeps people coming back. I was going to ask what you think about Jim Thorpe today. I mean, the beautiful walkable downtown, you have these gorgeous Victorian structures and all the shops. Like you said, really, really a unique place. Well, you had the opportunities with the rails to trail, the DNL trail, bringing back that coal heritage and history for the Delaware-Lehigh corridor to have that rails to trail. We have the new pedestrian bridge, uh, which brings you right from the trail right into downtown Jim Thorpe, but also ties in Lehighton and Weisport and the heritage and the history and the canal in those communities and brings it all and ties it all together for the entirety of Carbon County. Uh, but there's just so much to do here. If we want to, if you want to ride a bike, go whitewater rafting, hike the trails, uh, or just walk around the shops, some great restaurants downtown. It's a lot to do and it's, it's, it's a unique experience that you can't always get any, at, at other locations. So you're pretty much a Jim Thorpe expert. You, you've, you live in this area. For people who visit, do you have any must-sees or must-dos for them? I think definitely touring the, the, Packer, the Asa Packer Mansion uh, is, is definitely one of the things you really want to do because you walk into that mansion and it's preserved as it was when it was closed up in the, in the early 1900s. Um, also the old jail, Bolly McGuire's, right here in Carbon and Schuylkill County. The trials took place at the courthouse uh, and, and the Molly Maguires were hung in the prison right here in Carbon County. The handprint on the wall, uh, to go in and see that handprint on the wall, uh, for the Molly uh, put his hand on the wall and said, this handprint will stay here as a sign of my innocence. St. Mark's Church uh, is just beautiful. Works of art from, from around the world in that church which is built into the side of the mountain. Those are three things that I think you definitely want to see. But you also want to get out, ride a bike, uh, you know, hike the trails, and just enjoy everything that, that, that there is to offer here. Where do you see Jim Thorpe in the future? Well, I think, I think there's always a lot of opportunities, and I, I think Jim Thorpe will continue to grow. Uh, it, you, you look at Jim Thorpe, we're, we're located here in the Lehigh Gorge, which this, the scenery around Jim Thorpe, you just can't recreate. It's beautiful. The Lehigh River, um, the whitewater rafting that goes along with that. But then we also are, are 20 minutes from three great ski resorts. Jack Frost, Big Boulder, Blue Mountain Ski Resort. We have uh, water parks nearby. So you can stay at a quaint Victorian inn like this, like we are right here uh, in the Inn of Jim Thorpe and experience all there is. And then tomorrow, drive 20 minutes and go skiing in some of the best skiing in the Poconos and, and come back and have dinner at Molly's Pub or, or Moya's or any of the other restaurants you know, downtown here in Jim Thorpe. And you really get to experience so many different things. You walk up, when you walk up Broadway or down Ray Street, it could be 2019 or it could be 1820. It's just the, the, the feel that you get and it's something that just happened. It wasn't, it wasn't created to be a tourist destination, but it happened and it's been preserved. And you know, give a lot of credit to, uh, to the folks that own those buildings, but the community to come together to realize what they have and really preserve of it. Any final thoughts you want to leave us with? No, I just, I just would encourage people to come out and really you know, enjoy what Pennsylvania has to offer, what the Pocono Mountains have to offer, what Jim Thorpe has to offer. It, it's unique and that's why so many people come back. Be respectful when you're here. Uh, don't leave anything uh, with you except your, or don't leave anything behind besides your footprints. Um, but uh, just to come out, support these communities and, and just in, enjoy the time that you, that you spend here in Carbon County. State Representative Doyle Hefley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to Pocono Perspectives. We'll see you soon. 
We really get a sense of then and now with that conversation between Brianna and Representative Hefley. Thanks to them both for the deep dive on the history of Mock Chunk, now Jim Thorpe. They talked a little bit about the famous athlete by the same name. The town is on the map for many reasons now, but the name Jim Thorpe has its own legend to tell. Thanks again for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. You can subscribe to us on various platforms where Pocono Mountains Podcast is available. For more information, just head to PoconoMountains.com. Now for a message from Chris Barrett. What's in a promise? It's a way to say that we care. With the Pocono Promise, we're saying that you and your family come first. You and your comfort. You and your experience. And oh, by the way, we want you to have fun. It's the best way to rejuvenate yourself, and it's older than, well, the hills. We've always been here, and we always will be. Feel the comfort again when you visit the Pocono Mountains. Find us and the Pocono Promise at PoconoMountains.com. Hey, we're back. I'm Jim Hamill, and now we're going to learn a great deal about a man who not only amazed sports fans during the 20th century, but he's now immortalized in the very town named after him, Jim Thorpe. The legendary athlete's grandson was kind enough to sit down and speak about the amazing feats his grandfather accomplished in the athletic world during his lifetime. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Hamill, the Pocono Mountain Visitors Bureau Director of Public Relations, and we are here at the Asa Packer Mansion in downtown Jim Thorpe, just a beautiful place here in the Pocono Mountains, and I'm joined by athletic royalty. This is John Thorpe to my left. John is the grandson of the great Jim Thorpe, who this town is named after. And John, I want to welcome you here to Pocono Perspectives. Thank you for taking the time. And I want to know, first of all, what is it like to be a descendant of somebody who's known as the greatest athlete of the 20th century? Well, you know, Jim, I really didn't do anything on purpose. I was just kind of born into it. So uh, it's quite an honor, and, and I'm uh, extremely honored to be related to Jim Thorpe. Uh, he is the world's greatest athlete. He's done more in uh, sport than anybody else has done. So to have that honor and uh, recognition that I get, although undeservingly, I really, again, didn't do uh, much. He wouldn't want to see me hit a golf ball. Yeah, you are uh, on the uh, daughter's side, correct? Tell me your relation then to Jim Thorpe in particular. Uh, my mom is Charlotte, and we come from the first marriage to Grand Iva. They met in Carlisle. It was an Indian boarding school at the time. And mom is the middle kid. There was Aunt uh, Gail came first, and then my mom, and then my Aunt Grace. My grandfather also had a son uh, that was first born, uh, Jim Jr., and Jim Jr. passed away when he was just three years old. So your grandfather uh, came uh, to be known as somebody who was very proficient in not just one sport or two sports, but it was dozens of sports, wasn't that right? Pretty much everything, yeah. He was even asked to go on to the uh, PGA Tour. He's the only athlete that competed in uh, baseball, basketball and football in the same season. A lot of people don't know that he played professional basketball, but uh, indeed he did. He was the first professional athlete to hit a home run and score a touchdown the same season. So he did, uh, he did pretty much everything, and you know, track and field is, uh, he's the only winner of the decathlon and pentathlon. The pentathlon then was five events in uh, track and field. Wow. And he won both of those. 
that's quite impressive, especially when you understand all the adversity that he faced in life. Uh, he had uh, a brother, you said, who passed away, a twin brother at that. Yeah, uh, Charlie was his twin brother. Uh, he passed away when he was just nine years old. They were in a boarding school in uh, Oklahoma, and uh, my grandpa hated school. He wasn't really a big, uh, uh, he didn't like school very much, so he ran away a lot. And one time he ran away, and Charlie stayed behind, and pneumonia came through the school and uh, took uh, Uncle Charlie. And that's why uh, one of the things my grandfather thought why he was such an athlete and uh, um, could compete at the level that he did, he was actually uh, two people instead of one. He had acquired Charlie's spirit. So it made him um, two people uh, competing and he was able to do a lot more. All these years later to have him memorialized here uh, in a beautiful place in the Pocono Mountains and yeah. to see that memorial there where his name is etched in stone, his achievements, are uh, touted. How's that feel as a descendant of somebody who was so well known, but but for generations now will be so well known? Man, you know it's hard not to be proud. I go to the memorial anytime I'm in town, and uh, we smudge. Uh, Indians have uh, sage, and we smudge. And every time I'm in town, I go there and smudge Grandpa and uh, thank him and and uh, you know pay my respects and such like that. And to have a town uh, named after him, you know he would have loved it here. Although he never set foot here, the closest that he came was to Palmerton, and he had done a speech there, a talk. Um, so setting foot here in the actual town of Jim Thorpe, he never did. But uh, everybody had agreed at one time that if he was uh, here, he would, he would have embraced it. Now, he uh, came through a collegiate career that was prolific as well, Carlisle Indian School. Then he went on to achieve many medals, which you brought with you. Do you want to show us a little bit of that? Sure, I'd love to. That you're holding on to now. This is an original medal uh, when they came back from the 1912 games. They had a ticker tape parade for them in New York City. And the mayor gave that uh, medal uh, to my grandfather. You, would you like to? You can Absolutely. see that if you'd like. Then this plaque was given to my mom. It commemorates the 50th anniversary of the uh, 1912 Olympic Games in Stockholm, Sweden. And there's some writing on the back there that, uh, that mom put on there. And you can check that one out too. And then these medals, and mom glued all the rocks on the box, mm -hmm. uh, are duplicates of his AAU medals. When um, he was uh, kind of reinstated, they gave each of the family members duplicates of his AAU medals. And here are uh, some of those medals. There's a Carlisle medal down there and some from Boston and, and other collegiate um, uh, competitions that he competed in. Boy, And to think of how many more he achieved over his time, and not just that, but the folklore. Uh, to have won a race at the 1912 Olympics, right, with uh, shoes after he lost his shoes? Yeah, somebody stole them. So uh, Pop went digging around, uh, Pop Warner was his coach, and uh, Pop went digging around the trash, and he found a pair that uh, were mismatched. And if you look at uh, pictures from my grandpa in those games, you can see where he actually has on two different pairs of socks to make those uh, shoes fit him. So imagine if, if he had on shoes, proper fitting shoes, uh, who knows, he would have uh, won by even a larger uh, margin. And you mentioned earlier, too, you think your grandfather would have told you that there was not necessarily a specific sport that he loved. It was maybe uh, hunting and fishing? Yeah, often reporters would ask him, you know, of all the uh, sports that you've done and, and all the achievements that you've 
uh, made, uh, they'd ask him what, uh, you know, are your favorite sports? And uh, to their disappointment, he would often reply, uh, hunting and fishing. But his real true love laid in uh, football. He, he uh, fell in love with the game and, uh, you know, Pop didn't want him to play football. He was the track guy. He was, he was smaller when he got to Carlisle. He was only 115 pounds. He was just a little guy. So when he went to Pop and said, I, you know, I wanted to play uh, football, Pop was like, no, you're the track guy. You can't, uh, you're not going to do that. Well, Pop changed his mind after he saw some of the things that Grandpa could do. And he's credited for having uh, helped build what is today the National Football League. Is that right? He, first he was his first president. Yeah, back in the day, it was the American Professional Football Association. And it was founded in Canton, uh, Ohio, in a car dealership. And uh, there were a few people that got together and had formed uh, the uh, American Professional Football Association, which two years later uh, became the NFL. And yeah, he was the first president. Just to see so much here uh, it makes you think that one man over his lifetime had done so much. Uh, what kind of man was he? He was really uh, quite shy. He didn't like a lot of uh, accolades or people staring at him or patting him on the back. And, you know, to, to, to Grandpa, he was just doing what came naturally. He was raised on the Sac and Fox Reservation in Oklahoma. And uh, athletics were always big in uh, American uh, Indian um, competitions. They would have different track and field events there on reservations, long jumping and high jumping and such like that, swimming, uh, horseback riding. And to Grandpa, that was just natural. That's what, that's what you did when you were a kid. You were outside playing and having fun and competing. Wow. So historians uh, have told um, that his, his parents instilled in him both uh, a passion for being physically fit, not only that, but uh, a love of nature. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, Grandpa would, would, would say that if there was ever a chance to be outdoors, that's where he was. They, when the sun came up, they were, they were outside. And they spent the whole day uh, outside as opposed to, you know, kids today, they've got social media and their phones and uh, video games and all that sort of thing. Uh, back in those days, they didn't have that. They had horses and, you know, you could go chase jackrabbits around in the field. And that's what Grandpa really liked doing. Jim Thorpe uh, passed away in the mid-century, but mm -hmm. the legacy lives on throughout athletics history uh, and here, right here in the Pocono Mountains now. So uh, was there anything else that you wanted to mention about your, your grandfather and his legacy? I'd like to say that, that Grandpa's at peace and at rest. I attended a uh, Sundance. It's a Native American uh, ceremony. It's considered the granddaddy of all ceremonies. And during that Sundance, the medicine man, James Gardner, brought me into the sweat lodge with the dancers and had told me that Grandpa made uh, contact with him in the spirit world. And Grandpa told him that I'm at peace and at rest and I want no more pain created in my name. So with those words being sp spoken, no matter what uh, anybody has to say, no matter what the Supreme Court or any of the other courts had to say, I knew in my heart that uh, Grandpa was at rest and this is where he should be. And now that he is here and uh, he's going to stay here, uh, it does everybody a lot of good. And it does Grandpa a lot of good. Very good. John Thorpe, thank you so much for joining us here on Pocono Perspectives. John Thorpe, the grandson of the great Jim Thorpe, not only America's greatest athlete of the 20th century, but the world's greatest athlete and the namesake here now for Jim Thorpe in Carbon County, 
Pocono Mountains. Thank you for joining us on Pocono Perspectives. I'm Jim Hamill. We'll see you next time. Thanks. What an unbelievable career Jim Thorpe had from the Olympics to professional sports and to now have his name synonymous with one of the greatest towns in America. Jim Thorpe is home to wonderful places to shop and eat and learn about the history of the area. In the warmer months, you can go whitewater rafting on the Lehigh River and bike or hike along the DNL Trail, a rail trail that runs for many miles connecting Jim Thorpe with the surrounding communities. We hope you enjoyed Pocono Mountains podcast. Next time, we'll visit Stroudsburg, another historic downtown with tons of cool art galleries, shops, and restaurants, and even meet the mayor, Tara Probst. Please remember to subscribe on all the available podcasting platforms where you can find Pocono Mountains Podcast. Come visit us in the Pocono Mountains. Book your trip today.